Welcome back, listeners, to the third part of our three-part series on how to build a lead gen machine. Hi, Dave. Hey, Mackenzie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Real good. Listeners, you don't know, but I was out sick for a while, so I'm really excited to be back. Maybe you can hear the eagerness in my voice to be here. Uh, An eager Dave. beaver. Eager beaver. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> so if you joined us, hopefully you did, in parts one and two, you learned the importance of why we would like to build a lead gen machine, what it's going to do for you and your business and your sales. We then talked about how to figure out what your core competency is what service or product do you want to market and then we talked about how to create a target account list and targeted uh, contact list of prospective people that you want to target so we went through all that and now here comes the fun part and it's the part where you get to actually attract these people so we're going to introduce a term called lead magnets mm -hmm. we're then going to talk about how to use various different forms of communication to engage these people and then start to turn them into sales so awesome we're excited uh, i hope you like the episode and we look forward to hearing some feedback all right, so Mackenzie, as you said in the opening, we're going to talk about lead magnets today, right? Let's give a brief definition of a lead magnet and then get into some of the details. So a lead magnet is something that is useful to your target audience. It's some piece of content, some kind of information that's going to help them lead a better life. And that could be, you know, generate more money, grow their revenue, whatever the case may be, right? Yeah, and why don't you tell the listeners, what are some examples of forms of content? Does it have to be an email or a webinar? What, is, yeah. what does it look like? Well, certainly webinar is, is a form of a lead magnet, but uh, what you might typically think of as a lead magnet is something like a case study okay. or a white paper, an ebook. You know, if you think about what we have on our website, mm -hmm. if folks want to check that out under our resources section, we have a bunch of lead magnets there. Yep. And for us, those are ebooks. So we have things about how marketing automation helps you, uh, you know, generate credit card renewals if you're a financial services company, uh, things of that nature. Those are those are some examples. Yeah. And when you're thinking about lead magnets as you create them or you start to use different various forms of pieces of content, what you want to think about is what can you provide your prospective customers or even your customers that's going to help them learn more and be so that you are becoming a knowledge source to them. So they sure. feel like you have some valuable information to share with them to help them genuinely grow or learn or progress. And I think that's great, but I I also see that people get hung up on that because mm -hmm. they think, oh my gosh, I have to be Mark Twain or something, you know, to write this great novel or, or ebook or whatever. But is that really the case? Nope. Yeah, what, what we're seeing more and more is that as long as the content is a value to the target market and they think that uh, their time is worth the email address or whatever it is that they're handing over to you. As long as the content's providing them value, it's uh, it's good. So that could be a checklist, that could be a resource guide, it could be a compilation of uh, helpful tools and resources that your target market might need, right? Mm -hmm. And it, by the way, listeners, it doesn't have to be something that you actually created. If you actually head over to our Facebook or our Twitter, you notice that we do a lot of activity on there. We, we put out a lot of content, mm -hmm. a lot of lead magnets, and if you look at the source of them, a lot of them are just articles that we find are really cool that we think have great statistics or case studies or they're not even pieces of content that we necessarily generated so yep, yes true. lead magnets can be um, generated by you or people on your team which is fantastic but don't feel the pressure of having to always be creating something new you can always sure. uh, repurpose other people's yeah. content yeah so the point is you have something of value mm -hmm. and you offer that lead magnet at a landing page yep. right so the landing page is the thing that's going to convert the visitor who's interested in the lead magnet into a lead and so the way that works is 
what you're going to do is you're going to create a landing page and there's a few different um, components that you want to do when you're creating this microsite. The first is you want to make sure that it's mobile friendly. Um, as we know, people spend a considerable amount of time on their phone. So you want to make this information that's easy for them to capture. If they get to their phone and they can't scroll through and submit and get that information, it's useless. So yep. number one, make sure it's a mobile friendly landing page. Try saying that five times twice five times fast <laughs> um, and then you want to make sure also that it's personalized for each visitor now Dave why does it have to be personalized for each visitor well it doesn't have to be but why the should it be? yeah the, the conversion rates will go up typically what we find in our a B split test is that the conversion rate for that landing page goes up if the landing page is personalized or tailored to the individual who's looking at it. So there's this concept of AdSent. AdSent being, for example, if you have an ad on Facebook mm -hmm. and it has a certain look and a certain feel, and then that ad leads to a landing page that's incongruent or isn't personalized to that person, the smell, you know, the ad scent between those two things is off, right? So mm -hmm. the person is less likely to convert in those scenarios we have found than if you have congruency between the two. So it's important to personalize it to the person and target it to them so that your conversion rates do go up. Right, and then also in terms of tracking purposes, if it's personalized, you're able to know who's actually cl clicking through, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so you wanna know who's actually going and downloading it because you're offering this piece of information, why? So that you can start to attract people and, and open up that dialogue. And if yep. you don't know who's actually downloading and who's not, then that that is virtually useless to you. So um, really important that you're taking those microsites, making them mobile friendly and personalized to each person. And as they get to those pages, um, you can have a straight download you can even ask other questions right you can ask people if they want a demo or if they're interested in having a conversation or um, learn something about it. what type of company are they right why are they interested in this right. so you can you can ask a number of different questions yeah and you mentioned having the insight and watching what's happening on those pages and so you need to have the analytics that allows you to at the very least be able to track those things mm -hmm. and then measure and improve your conversion rate so the conversion rate basically is the ratio of the number of people who visit your landing page, right? Um, and to, to the number of people who actually download or do the thing that you want them to do. So if you have 100 people visit and 20 people download your white paper, your ebook, you have a 20% conversion rate. So that little lever right there is very powerful and there's mm -hmm. some ways to increase that. Interesting. And then the cool thing about this whole lead gen machine is that obviously 20 out of those 100 people converted, but what about those 80 other people, right? Right, right? And so with this process, with this automated nurture, which will, you know, process, which we'll talk about in a little while, it allows you to start to capture some of that uncaptured um, audience yep. or the people who are bouncing. It, yeah, the rev that's uncaptured revenue, right? Yep, Those are definitely. people that are just not converting. And uh, we have a really cool tool. It's not our tool, but it's something that we've found. Actually, Dave found it. It's really awesome. Yep. Why don't you tell them about what, what we uh, Yeah, so this is a tool specifically, guys and girls, that helps you improve conversion. And it's called Hotjar. 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 I don't know how you... Uh, <laughs> That's probably not the way they say it. Actually, you know what? I found out Hotjar is um, headquartered in Malta, of all places. We talked about this before. Yes, we and did? you and I have both been to Malta. That's true. I have been to Malta. Enough. Yeah, it's a beautiful place if you haven't been to Malta. I remember I, we stopped there on a cruise one time. So did I. Yeah, different cruise, though, right? <laughs> we yeah, weren't there together? Okay, I don't remember you there. I mean, you could have been. <laughs> Maybe. <we> just, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyhow, Malta, not Malta, Hotjar is a great product <laughs> that gives you the ability to peer over or peek over the shoulder of people on your website. So literally, after you embed their little tracking code into your website, you can watch a recording of people as they interact with your landing page. So what this allows you to do is see, 
oh, okay, conversion's being impacted because everyone's trying to click on this image. They think it's clickable, as an example, but mm -hmm. it doesn't do anything. I haven't linked it to anything. Uh, but everybody who seems to go to that page is clicking on that link. So why don't we do something about that? Yeah, and just to just to clarify a little, you're not actually watching them. You're watching their mouse. That's behavior. true. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not watching. Not a total creeper. No, no, no. Just a little creeper. So you're what you see. Let's say the landing page has an ebook download. What you see is the person's mouse come onto the page. So from the second that they get to that microsite or that landing page, you see their mouse. Yep. You can then see their mouse scrolling around. A lot of times we notice people will circle certain words, which yep. is pretty interesting or because, pictures like yeah, or they pictures. like to circle you <laughs> thank you it's true I'll, I'll take that as a compliment i suppose <laughs> and me they cross out get <laughs> this ugly no, guy they, off of here no they don't <laughs> um but you can see them scrolling over different words or circling different words and then as they type in data you can watch them do that and so not only does this give you insight into keywords that people are interested maybe you can start to use them in your campaigns uh you can also see their behavior but one of the things that i like about it is you can see where people are getting hung up so yep. i don't yep. remember the specific example but someone was trying i noticed that people were unable to do something and I went and called them and realized hey you know what I'm really sorry I see that you right. know, there there was a disconnect between the form you were trying to fill yep. out yep. Or if they're clicking five times like you said on the submit and nothing's happening right. well they're gonna leave that page right. you know, people's time is valuable and we're all saturated with lots of things going on so yep. it's fascinating um, it's, it's pretty fascinating check it out so you know what we should do we should take an example of one of these and put them up in the show notes for everybody we can do that yeah so go go look at the uh, blog post and we'll include a video there so you can take a look again it's hot jar we're not affiliated with them but we love their product we love what they they do and uh, we use it all the time so that's a great tool for increasing conversions now Mackenzie let's imagine we have our our lead magnet that's drawing people to these landing pages we're uh, able to monitor conversion and improve it how should we drive traffic to those pages so people have to be able to access this content right yeah and in order for people to know that you have it available to them you have to reach out to them or touch them in some way and there's a number of different ways that you can do that um, the first one which we like to talk about is calling yeah. yes sometimes cold calling definitely nine to ten percent response rate according to some of the data that we see yep absolutely yep. and then in tandem with calling um, I think it's really important to send one-to-one -one targeted emails so uh, we'd like to have our SDR and MRRs do some sort of rhythm between call email call email if you know there's tons of different resources out there sales um, webinars that you can attend it tells you a good cadence to use but sure. so calling emailing um, and then of course direct mail Tell, tell our listeners about the statistics of direct mail. Yeah, so direct mail, as we talked about, I think two or three episodes back, has a pretty good response rate, 3%, 3 to 4% response rate with a house list. So we're talking about driving traffic, say, from that from that direct mail piece with a pearl maybe on uh -huh. it to a landing page that has a white paper or an ebook that allows somebody to download that from the landing page. Right, and then maybe once they hit submit, they get an automated email saying, hey, thanks for downloading this case study. If you have any questions, reach out. And then maybe the next day, someone follows up with a phone call and says, hey, did everything work well for you? Did yep. you have any questions? And yep. so uh, beyond the direct mail, email, and phone call, we have a few different other things that you can do. Number one is social media air cover. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, describe? so social air cover, we've talked about a little bit before, guys and girls. You probably remember this. But the idea basically is that let's say – You've built that targeted account list that we talked about in the last episode, right, Mackenzie? And you've identified the companies that are on that list that you want to go after. Right. What you can do with social air cover is you can build out a target audience on LinkedIn or on Facebook and put ads in front of those people so that as you're making those phone calls or as you're sending those one-to-one -one emails or as you're sending that direct mail piece, 
they're also gaining impressions on Facebook or on LinkedIn. Yeah, and you're building brand recognition, a sort of halo effect around the different one-to-one channels that you're communicating with people. exactly. And then, like we talked about, what you want to do afterwards is set up nurture sequences that continue to provide value that are automated. And so maybe someone downloads a case study on education and they get pushed into an education track where over the next six weeks they get an email once a week about education or someone says they like chocolate and you send them content. So again, this is content that you're providing for them that's valuable, useful, and um, pertains to their needs, right? It speaks yep. to the challenges that they have and speaks to the data that you have on them. Yeah, one of the things that you mentioned are these one-to-one targeted emails, right? Mm-hmm. So we actually found a pretty cool uh, tool. It uses machine learning uh, to help you in this process. Do you want to tell folks about that? Yeah, so this tool is called Crystal. I believe, what is, what's the URL? Crystalnose.com, Crystalnose.com. I think. Yeah, we'll, we'll link it up in the blog. Yeah, it's really cool, though. Basically, it gives you data about how to communicate with people, mm-hmm. and not people in general, the actual person. So, for example, if you look up Dave Rosenthal, it'll give you different personality traits um, that he has. It'll talk tell you ways to speak to him. I'm venturing to guess that it says talk directly, short, to the point, um, versus me, who's someone who typically writes really flowery. I'm, I'm that happy Thursday person, you know, and, and that's great for some people, but right. that doesn't resonate with others. Right. So Crystal gives you the ability to have insight into how people want to be communicated with and what's the most effective way to talk to them. And so you can use that, you can view their personality, and then you can start to modify your content so you can elicit or solicit a response from them. Yeah, so it's really cool when you're writing an email, if mm-hmm. you have this plugin installed, basically it's gonna say, hey, if you're speaking to this person or if you're emailing this person or if you're trying to sell to this person, here are the words that you should use, here's what you should refrain from saying, you know, different things like that, as you said, to give you that ability to connect with that person. So when you're sending those targeted one-to-one emails, trying to engage these prospective customers, this can be a very powerful tool for you to actually cut through the clutter and get into that that organization. Mm-hmm, absolutely, so check it out, crystalnose.com. Again, we're not affiliated, but we think they're awesome. Yeah, so. very cool. So we talked about Crystal, we talked about social air cover. I think we covered those concepts. You have an understanding of how all of these things uh, pull together, and the outcome of all of this then is when all of these pistons are firing. Can I use that since we're talking about a machine here? Yeah. Yeah, When all of these pistons are firing, then the output of your machine will be what we call sales ready leads. Yeah. So tell us about that. So sales ready leads are leads that we feel or you feel are valuable enough for your sales team to spend time on them. And so, yes, you can be getting thousands of leads, but if these are leads that are not meaningful, people that are not, uh, people that don't have a budget, people that don't have a need, people that don't have a timeline, this what we call BANT, if they're not to that point yet, you don't want your salespeople to be spending their time on them because salespeople are good at doing what? selling. Uh, But if they're spending time trying to cut through thousands of leads to get to the five or the hundred that are really good, that's a waste of their time. And so as you put people into these nurture sequences, these lead gen machines, it spits out sales ready leads that you can pass on to those people. Yeah, there's an interesting data point. So guys and girls, don't quote me on this. I'll try to find the supporting Uh data. Yeah, no, I'm just making this up. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) You know, like 97% of statistics are made up on the spot. (laughs) But uh, no, that, that at any point in time, in your market, 3% of your market is looking for a product like yours. Yeah. So I, I know that I can find the data point for that. But the point is, let's imagine it's 2% or it's even 4%, whatever that number is, right? There's some percentage of your market that's looking for something like what you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's another portion that are just, you know, looky-loos that are gathering information and may not necessarily be ready right now. But what you're saying is the sales-ready leads are the ones that need that immediate follow-up that need a human engaged in order to move them to the next step. 
So in order to judge if people are sales ready leads, there's a number of different built in mechanisms into your lead gen machine. One of them is scoring. So mm -hmm. you can score different events, maybe download or opening an email is five points, maybe downloading a case study is 30, yep. maybe requesting a demo is 50. And once they get to 80, hypothetically, then you pass them to a salesperson. So right. you can have these built in scoring mechanisms to automatically um, send trigger notifications, lead alerts to your salespeople saying, hey, call this person. They're really interested. They got to uh, 80 score or whatever it is. You can also use um, text messages i really i really like using texts mm -hmm. i wasn't a fan before i was like oh, i don't want more stuff on my phone but yeah. um anytime someone submits a contact us request form or a demo form um i get a text message so does dave a number yep. of us do saying right. they do so that you can pick up the phone and follow up yep, because at the end of the day it's really important that your follow-up process is tight yep. and that you have everything planned out you have a process that's standardized to make sure that cool you've spent all this time you've created these lead magnets you've created this lead gen machine you're following up with people but if you're not following up in a timely manner and you're not giving them what they need it doesn't mean anything yep that's absolutely right so yeah the point that we have found here is that you actually have to codify or like systematize mm -hmm. your sales follow-up so we've created playbooks that um, help us identify okay who's responsible for what in this process mm -hmm. what is the service level agreement between this group and that group between this person and that person and uh, you should have these types of rules in place because when your machine starts to work like we've seen here at mindfire yeah. we've talked about a four or five x increase in leads from this kind of process that's a lot of data coming in. And so if people aren't following up on those things, like you said, you know, you got to treat those things like gold yep. and uh, somebody's got to be responsible for that. So you have to have some sort of um, set of rules or process in place for this. And, and check uh, and balances too. Yeah, you definitely. Know, not everyone's perfect. No, if you, nobody's If you perfect. go from having X amount of leads and now you're having five X amount of leads, there's a lot that can fall through the cracks. So not only do you want to have the right people that are following up and people that are owning the process, but most importantly, you want to make sure you have checks and balances because of course all the salespeople want to follow up, but we're only human, right? And yep. if we have an automated you know, system, which is thinking in you know, machine learning, computers are working this engine, we as humans don't have the ability to be that engine yet. And so yep. we need to you know, check and balance one yep. another, if that makes sense. So I think that that's an interesting point there I wanna talk a little bit more about. So you can have all the, all the right technology, all the right systems in place, but the other key thing here are those humans, right? Mm -hmm. You need to have somebody, a person or a team of people in place who can oversee this process and who are like fully dedicated to it, right? Who are passionate like totally passionate and bought in at least a person who's thinking about this 24 seven, yep. um, working to improve it around the clock because it, it requires focus, it requires attention, and there is an iterative process here. You know, you, you try something, it doesn't work. You try something else, it works. You make a mistake and you figure out that that actually is the thing that works. You know, that's yep. happened to us numerous times. We make a mistake and we're like, ooh, that actually worked pretty well. Yeah, or you get a lead on Saturday night at 10 p.m. Someone's got to follow up and someone's yep. got to want to follow up. You yep. know, even if you have in place a rule, okay, so-and-so follows up on Saturdays, so-and-so follows up on Sundays. There's times when it's, you know, midnight or there's another country and they're up really early or whatever it is. Yep. And there has to be someone that's always getting those text messages and looking and being like, okay, you're, you know, he, this person's out, it's a weekend, this person's on vacation, I'm gonna follow up. You know, yep. I'm gonna pull off the freeway and I'm gonna pick up the phone yep. and call this person because that person's valuable to me. Yep. So you gotta have those, the, the right people on your team that are dedicated, that are interested in, and, and love this stuff, you yep. know? So. That's right. And then ultimately, once you have all these pieces in place, you're going to continue to improve the process, right? Yep. So it's not gonna be perfect the first time. It's not gonna be perfect the second time. You're gonna learn and as you take 
incremental steps forward, you're going to find that things change. You need to have new processes in place and such. But at the end of the day, the outcome of all of this will be an increase in sales. Yep, absolutely. No doubt about it. So let's just summarize then these things that we've talked about today. So we talked about the lead magnets. Mm -hmm. You don't need to worry about this. You can pretty easily create these. Mm -hmm. You need a landing page to offer the lead magnet at. You need to keep an eye on your conversion with things like Hotjar. And you need to start to drive traffic with phone calls, with email, with direct mail, with social. There are tools to help you do that. Ultimately, as your engine starts to move and as it starts to work, you're going to create sales-ready leads that need to be scored, they need to be ranked, they need to be handled by somebody yep. when appropriate, and turned into revenue. Yes. I love it. Yep. So that's that's the overview of the lead gen machine. That was exciting. I it like was. It. I, feel like, I, I feel like we came full circle now, and there's mm -hmm. a big picture that people can, can attach to. So if yep. you did miss parts one and two or you want to re-listen to them, make sure to go back and do that. Um, and, of course, ask us any questions if you want. Uh, reach out to us. Yeah, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. We're going to put a lot of this up on the blog, mm -hmm. right? So you can see some snapshots of the stuff that we're looking at here in front of us. Um, we'll put up the video from Hotjar and a few other things that you definitely want to go check out so you can yes. get inspired and start to apply this to your business. And until next time, we hope you have a great rest of the day. And by the way, once you start to do this, can you let us know how it goes? Yeah. We want to hear. That's true. We do. We like to hear from you. All right, guys and girls, have a great rest of the day. Bye. Talk to you soon.